Hello, everyone, and welcome to Celtic Preacher Podcast 135. And today we're going to be looking at one of Jesus' parables, and it's a parable that describes different states of the heart. And by heart, I mean our inner life. Have you noticed that there is a ebb and flow to your spiritual life, your inner life? Sometimes you might feel quite connected to God and our world and others. And then you might feel kind of dry and disconnected and you don't necessarily feel particularly close to God or even other people for that matter. How can this be? How can we change so much? It's a parable that describes how much God has a hold on us and how much God has influence over us. Now, I know that if you're like me, you'd like to think that, you know, God has a lot of influence over us, over me. I like to think that. But, you know, when you reflect on it, not necessarily, not always. Uh, God doesn't always have a hold on us simply because it's easy for us to not listen. You know, Jesus teaches that there are many, many powerful influences in this world. We don't have to listen to God. There are many, many powerful influences in this world that can hijack a heart, hijack our life, really, our time, our thoughts, our energy, sort of take over our inner life. And in a sense, hold it hostage. This is a parable, it's a story where Jesus likens the spiritual principle of the varying states of our inner life or our heart, as he calls it, to soil. So it's a parable that says that if we have a good open heart, if the soil soil of our heart is rich and good, then you're going to grow and you're going to thrive. But if the soil of your heart, for whatever reason, if it's gotten a bit weedy and thorny, that soil is not going to produce a lot of growth. The harvest isn't going to be that great. And it seems to me that it's pretty easy to live in this world and get a weedy, thorny heart. So the parable of the sower. It's about a farmer who goes out and sows seed Some of it lands on really great soil and it produces a great harvest. Some of it lands on kind of rocky, thin, thorny soil. It sort of starts to grow a little bit and then it dies. And some of the seed lands on soil that just lays on the, the seed just lies on the top of the soil and, well, the birds come along and gobble that up. That's the parable. And uh, it, kind of exp- it kind of explains or shows us how we get into spiritual trouble, really. Uh, how we get feeling a little bit distant from God, a little bit disconnected from the source of life. So if you feel sometimes like you're looking on and observing rather than really 
enjoying this abundant life. Remember, Jesus said, I have come that you might have life abundantly. I have come that you might have life abundantly. Well, we don't always feel like we have abundant life because sometimes we get a bit blocked and we're really not thriving. Well, Jesus would say, yeah, that can happen because what is true in the world of plants is true in the world of the spirit. It's true in the spiritual life. You can, in other words, you can learn things from your garden, right? So here in, in California, this is tomato season. So we've all planted our, our tomato plants. And if the conditions are right, and if you have good soil, hopefully the harvest is going to be very good this year. Right? Don't know yet for my plants because it's too early. But I do know that I gave them very, very good, high quality soil. So I am hoping because the soil is excellent, the tomato plant will thrive. Uh, Jesus would say similar thing in your spiritual life. The heart, the soil of the heart, if it's good, it's going to produce good things. Peace, joy, patience. If it's poor quality soil, yeah, there's not going to be a good harvest. And what he does in this parable is he basically lists things that cause us not to thrive. Now, the list isn't exhaustive by any stretch of the imagination. And he lists some things that may not apply to you. But what he does in this parable is he lifts up or he highlights common, common areas of struggle for people. Common areas of struggle that deplete us. Uh, Common areas of struggle like, for example, he says, here's one, finding reasons for not following through with something. Following, finding reasons for not doing what you know you ought to be doing. It's like, you know what you, you know what would be helpful, you know what would be beneficial. It's like knowing what you should say or what you should do, but you find reasons for not doing it. He said, that's a really common thing. And in the words of the parable, Jesus says, let me just read verse 18. In the words of the parable, Jesus says, that's like a farmer who planted the seed, but the seed just remained on the surface, and then the evil one comes and plucks it right out of a person's heart. So it's a a very poetic way of talking, but it's like, yeah, the seed, the truth, the thing that you know, the thing that you know that is good and right, The seed never really gets a chance to grow. The seed, the word, what is true. Maybe you have a sense of direction. Or maybe you have a sense of what really needs your attention. Or someone who really needs your attention. But you make excuses to yourself and you don't follow through. It's really easy to not follow through. 
so you can say to yourself, oh, I know, you know, I'll forgive you, but yeah, time, maybe next year. <laughs> or I'll say I'm sorry, but no, not yet. I, I'm avoiding doing what I sense is the right thing to do. Or I'll change this. This isn't helping me, but not yet. Or I'm, I'm going to reach out, but I'm so short of time. So there's like that procrastination. I'll make this change, but not too soon. Jesus said to, to simply not act on something. This is a common, common struggle. To simply not act on something. You know what's the right thing. You know what God's shown you. You know how the Spirit has led you. There's different ways of talking about it. It's like, well, if you don't act on it, there's not going to be any growth. There's not going to be any benefit. It's like the seed that's plucked right out of your heart. There it is. The seed's planted, just lands on the surface. It's like you got to go deeper. You have to go deeper. A half-hearted spiritual life eventually fails because it can't withstand the pressure of this world. So our inner life, our spiritual life, it needs careful tending. It needs care. It's like your little plants, your seedlings, you know. It needs careful tending. It needs thoughtfulness. It needs attention. It's almost like, I mean, it's good to ask yourself, you know, are you looking after your inner life? Or are you, or are you getting overwhelmed by the cares of this world? Jesus said, the cares of this world, that's a real thing, you know? You can get overwhelmed by the cares of this world, it's, it's, a, it's a common, common struggle. The weight of it all. There's a heaviness about this world. It can come in different forms. Jesus uses the examples of suffering or trouble or conflict. He uses the example of buying into the lie that having more will make you happy. So basically in the parable, Jesus is telling us um, all of these things have potential to get us off balance and pull us away from God. And you know you're pulled away from God when you're pulled away from life. You know, when it's like the life force sort of leaves you. Your vitality leaves you. So in the parable, Jesus lifts up common struggles. Suffering is a common struggle. Trouble, conflict, buying into the lie that you need more. If you have more, you'll be happier. He says, no, that, that's actually, that's not, not the way that it works, he teaches. These common struggles weigh you down and deplete us 
of joy. We can become heavy-hearted. If I'm constantly thinking about what is wrong with my life, if I'm constantly thinking about the cares of this world, that's the phrase he uses, Jesus uses that phrase, the cares of this world. If I'm constantly thinking about that, that can effectively be the main story that I believe and listen to and tell myself. That's going to choke the life out of me. If I'm a little seedling, that's going to choke the life out of me, right? If I believe that I need more to be happy, more money, more things, more whatever, you fill in the blank for whatever the more is. If I believe I need more, if that's my story, and I believe that, then my life will be spent trying to secure more. So I'll be happy. Jesus said, you know, that's a lie. That's a lie. And that, will, that lie will choke the life right out of you. Yeah. So, you know, some of us have had to learn these things the hard way, right? We've, we, we have more. We have more. We have more than more. And we're still not happy. And now we realize, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yes, it's like the soil of the heart. We have to be paying attention, tending, caring. Are you looking after your inner life? Or are you getting overwhelmed by the cares of this world? And that would be a good question to consider. What would it look like to tend the soil of your heart? What do you need? What do you need? It might be something simple. I need a, I need a friend. I need a spiritual friend. Or I need, I just need time away. I'm tired. I need time alone. Or I need company. I need company. I've got to get back to church. That's the good thing about church, by the way. It's, it's all about company. It's all about, you know, not being alone in this journey. Uh, it could be anything. Am I just giving you stuff off the top of my head here? You have to think about that. What would be the best thing? I mean, sometimes the best thing for me is I just need to walk on the beach. That's all I need to do. I just need to walk and walk and walk. The soil of the heart. How can I tend to the soil of my heart? Good soil. Remember the heart for Jesus is? The heart is what's going on on the inside. The thoughts. The heart is my thoughts, the hidden thoughts that no one else sees nor hears. The heart is plans and hopes and dreams and hurts and disappointments. The heart is sorrow. The heart carries a lot of things, right? The heart carries all the stuff that we deal with underneath the surface. All the inner dialogues, all the self-talk. The heart carries anger and joy 
and anticipation and regret. Yeah, no wonder we get tired. All the stuff of life we carry. Jesus says, well, here's something that will deplete you. The truth of the matter is, if you don't act on something you know you ought to act on, that's gonna, that's gonna deplete your life. That's one of, the, one, of the, one of the sufferings of this world, Jesus says. One of the cares of this world is not doing, not acting on what I should act on. And it could be anything. I mean, maybe I'm, maybe I'm thinking about a new way of dealing with conflict. Or maybe I'm thinking about a new way to prioritize spending money or time. Maybe I want to make a change in my lifestyle. Um, maybe I want to get involved with some kind of outreach that'll make a difference. Not just to me and my family, but something bigger than me and my family, my loved ones. Yeah, a lot of wisdom is lost, a lot of insights lost because it's ignored, it's rationalized away. It's too bad because the end result is the garden, the seed doesn't thrive, right? If you don't act on what you know to be true, you miss out on all God would have for you. Yeah, because in the parable, you know, it's not the sower that holds back. The sower sows seed everywhere. God is sowing seed all over the place, right? All sorts of little seeds of wisdom and truth and encouragement. I mean, that's being shed abroad, as the scripture said, right? But what do we do with it? What do we do with that seed? What do we do with that truth? What do we do with that knowledge? Because it's easy, it's easy to ignore that. And we miss something good when we ignore God. God. We're, we're, all, we're missing something good. We're, we're, we're missing something freeing. We're missing something life-giving something that brings a new lightness to the heart. It's like seed landing and the birds eat up the seed, gone. No growth, no benefit, rocky, hard, heart, no growth. Now, actually, rocky heart, talking about soils, this isn't about being a bad person or a good person. You could be kind and sweet and generous on the outside and resist what God is calling you to attend to on the inside. There's a strange thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's kind of strange, but it can happen. You can be kind and sweet and generous on the outside, but you can still resist on the inside. So this isn't about being a bad person or a good person. This is, this is about being open to God versus being closed down. This is more about growing or not growing for whatever reason, right? Now, 
Jesus says there are reasons we don't grow. Often it's trouble and hardship and suffering. It's kind of a strange thing. You would think that trouble would bring people closer to God, but it might not. It might close us down. It might turn us inward to the point where we're distant from God, right? We can move away from people when we're overwhelmed. We can also move away from God when we're overwhelmed. Now, not everyone, some people do move closer to God, and that's a good thing. That would show that we have a softer heart, a more open heart, as opposed to a closed-down heart. So the parable really stresses the importance of paying attention to the state of our inner life. Now, only we know what's going on in our heart. In other words, only we know what kind of soil we have. And I don't think that uh, having good soil one year, meaning having an open heart uh, to God, to uh, pay attention and listen and follow through and be sensitive to the things of the Spirit, one year necessarily carries on to the next year. This seems to change a lot. In other words, we can be in any of these places. We can have a hard heart. We can have hard soil. We can have thorny soil. We can have stony soil. We can have good, rich, great soil. I mean, it just depends. I think that we change a lot. I think we can change. Some of us feel like we change hour by hour. Some of us might feel we change week by week, month by month. I think it's more about paying attention to where we are today, this moment in time. Just placing a hand on our heart and thinking, okay, well, where am I today? with my heart, with the soil of my heart, where am I? And what do I need to do to keep my heart open to God? To keep my heart soft, to, to, to open up my heart, to not close down. There's great temptation, I think, in this world to close down particularly those of you who are very tender-hearted. I think there's great temptation to just close off because it's too overwhelming, it's too much, and you'd be better just closing down. Well, that doesn't really suit you well either, but it's understandable, isn't it? It's understandable why people would. But the call is always to keep the heart open, the soil of the heart good ready to receive anything God has for us and let that seed be planted in there and let it grow so that the harvest can come. And that harvest can be many, many things. You might be harvesting much forgiveness. You might be harvesting much joy. Uh, you might be harvesting uh, a new wisdom that you never had before a new sense of direction. There's many, many things that God can bring to fruition 
and your life when the soil of your heart is good and rich and open. And there's the prayer. There's the heart cry. Let my heart be good soil. Isn't that a line of a song? Lord, let my heart be good soil, open to the seed of your word. Yeah, it is. There's the line of the song. There's the prayer. There's the heart cry. Lord, let my heart be good soil, open to you and what you're planting in me and let it grow. Thank you for joining me. You have been listening to Celtic Preacher. Join with me again next week for another episode.